You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure which could by its very nature set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua Jesus but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God and that the kingdom of God is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive community of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development in seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be a part of OFJ Community or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership in the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support, friendship, and direction to all. Now, to our program. This is the Way of Consciousness. Good evening, and thank you for joining us this evening here on the Way of Consciousness. This is Linda Marie Nelson. I'm coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. It is Tuesday, uh, October the 18th, and um, my co-host will be joining me momentarily. Uh, we have Father Michael Sherbert here from Nebraska and Bishop Lee Allen Peterson from the great state of Texas. This evening, we will be talking about our continuing conversation about Christ consciousness and the way of mastery, the way of mastering our ego and the way of living that consciousness um, of the Christ. So um, before we begin, I'd like to just uh, mention that um, we have, we're here each Tuesday, 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, and all of our shows are archived. So if you missed any of our episodes, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash way of consciousness, scroll down to On Demand, and all of our shows are there for your anytime uh, listening uh, enjoyment. So we thank you uh, for the many, many, many uh, archived uh, audience who listens to our shows um, at their convenience. We so appreciate your support, and we'd really, really like to hear from you about the programming or any uh, anything you might you know, like to uh, perhaps talk about in the future. So give us, uh, shoot us an email uh, at ofjcommunity at gmail.com and we'd be happy to hear from you. And uh, for those of you who are listening live this evening, we have a call-in number. We really encourage everyone to call in, ask a question, make a comment. Um, The phone number here in the studio is area code 347-237. Five six two five, and like I said, we we all welcome uh, your calls. So, good evening, Lee Peterson and Michael Sherbert. Hi, how are you doing? 
<laughs> We're doing greatly. How about yourself? How are things in Texas this evening? Oh, Texas is beautiful right now. It's uh we're sixty eight degrees, a little cooler. Uh and it's beautiful. Clear beautiful skies. Wonderful. What about there in Nebraska? Well Michael? Nebraska Nebraska is a little cooler in the fifties and we got uh almost what feels like a wintry, blustery uh fall wind coming in. Uh but uh Besides that, we're snug as bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we're getting the front today. Uh, it started blowing in this afternoon, and uh, it's the t- temperatures went from about 77 degrees to uh, uh, to 50 pretty quickly, and and we're going to be down in the 40s tonight. So that front yes. is uh, making an appearance. So um, yes. we're we're definitely in the fall trend now. Mother Nature is letting her. Her fall presence known. So, um, getting some feedback on a microphone. So, um, I think it's from Lee. Um, just be careful of your your microphone. We're picking up some feedback here on the switchboard. So, um, anyway, uh, thank you both for being here, and we are going to continue our conversation this evening about. Um, <clears throat> Allowance, allowance, and the ego—things that challenge us all the time. So, uh, Bishop Lee, would you like to open the show uh, and and begin our conversation this evening? Sure. Uh, the past couple of shows we've uh, covered uh, the first key, which is desire, and the second key, which is intention, and now we're moving into the third key, which is allowance, and. The third stage of the process, whereby the mind is wholly corrected and one returns home, is a stage of allowance. Now, this is a very critical stage for us because it's one of the hardest. Because the egoic world does not teach you to allow. It teaches you to strive. You must be the maker and the doer. You must find a way to manipulate or control your environment in order that it conform itself to the image that you are holding in your mind. And, you know, this is the way we we, we judge our whole day. Is it yeah, a good true. day? Well, that meant you, you, got to, you got what you wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything went according. Uh, I, I love that from the old show, The A-Team. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> And we do. We all have plans, and we want these plans to to uh, to be uh, achieved, you know, every day. And, and that's nothing but the ego. Right. It's the ego that plans, and it's the ego that wants its satisfaction, moment by moment. And all of that is well and good. And there are many beings that learn some valuable lessons by following the path of certain teachers that will teach you that you can create whatever you want. That will seem like such a big deal until you realize it is what you are doing all of the time. (laughs) We already are... (laughs) We don't need to go to a teacher to tell us what we're doing with our life. 
we're always doing and creating what we want to create. You are always creating exactly what you decree. It's no big deal, and it's not a secret. <laughs> I like that. Right? Yeah. It's it, it's important to realize right. that. Right. And you know, and that's what we we started doing from the very first lesson, realizing <laughs> that we're a creator. And we start off as simple as, you you know, I created a cup of coffee, or I created me washing my brushing my teeth. It's to teach us that the universe and God and and everything about this world gives us exactly what we are truly asking for, what what is truly our desire. <laughs> but there will be those that will teach you. Well, just go into your mind, ask yourself what you want, and when you see that picture of the Mercedes-Benz, then you simply do all of these little magical tricks, and pretty soon you end up with a Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> reminds me of Janis Joplin. The, um, pro- <laughs> the problem with that is, although it can be a useful stage, is that the intellect, the worldly part of your mind, can only desire what it has been programmed to desire. (laughs) The worldly part of your mind says, well, I have to transport my body around in this plane. Automobiles do that. The world tells me that a Mercedes is a grand way of doing this. Therefore, I will create the desire of wanting a Mercedes. When you manifest a Mercedes, you fool yourself into thinking that you have made great progress when, in fact, all you have done is done what you have always done. (laughs) (laughs) You have chosen what your experience will be, and you've manifested it. There is nothing new about that. Although by so doing, you can begin to regain confidence in your ability to manifest. So there, there is an important key right there to regain your confidence in your ability to manifest. You, you know, it's, it becomes so natural for us, we forget that we do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then we have to go back and relearn what it is that we do in order to move beyond what we normally do and move into the, the way of the heart. Right. So the way of the heart, then, is about something else. And it's about allowance. Allowance in this pathway means that you begin to view your life differently. It is not a struggle to get out of high school and create a career by which you can create golden coins, by which you can create the proper house and the proper environment so that your ego feels successful and therefore of being worth love. You see, that's that that's that's the exactly. problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We have decided that we are not lovable unless right. we are something. Worthy. Right. Right. That, that's right. You know, we have to be we have to be worthy. But in order to be worthy, we have to be successful. Right. You know what I mean? 
And well, that's what the ego it, thinks. Right. That's exactly. The ego tells us. The ego. The ego tells us that the only way we can be worthy is is if we can be is if we matched up to what society says is success. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> and success, in terms of society, is not success at all. Right. In terms of love. <laughs> right. And that, that that's the problem. It stresses doing this. Whereas what we're going to find out in the way of the heart, we are going to stress beingness. Mm-hmm. A huge difference. Father Michael, you want to take the next? <clears throat> Certainly. Um, be honest with yourself. Is not your world built on such premises as these? If I, If only I can make my life looks successful around me, then I will be accepted. Then I can love myself at least a little. Maybe I can get other people to love me. That is not it at all. It's interesting, is it not, that uh, this is oftentimes where we hold our consciousness, our thinking, in that we must manifest these things, going back to that idea of worth, in order to be accepted by the world. Exactly. And uh, we often, in our ego, think less of ourselves than we actually are. Uh, which is another thing that I think is often drilled into us by the world, that we are not as good as the world is. So the way of the heart begins with the recognition that you are already loved by the only source that matters, that you have come for a much higher purpose, and can be made manifest in the ways of the world, but is not of the world. This, of course, comes about by allowance. Allowance is cultivation of a way of looking at the events of your life, not as obstacles to getting what you want, but as stepping stones, each one presenting you with a blessing of the lesson required to heal the obstacles. Not to success, but to the presence of love as a source in the ground of your being. You know, that, that that's really saying a whole bunch. It, it, it's talking about making a complete change in the way we think about things. Absolutely. You know, it's making us... It, yeah, it's making us realize that, you know, there's only one thing that matters, and and, and that is love. Yes. L- love is, is, is the one thing we haven't tried, and it's also the, one, the only thing that can change everything. Absolutely. So, so we don't even, you know, we always talk about, 
you know, I'm going to go find myself, and I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to do that. And, you know, what, about, what are our expectations? Our expectations in that are, are generally, you know, we find that, oh, I'm a great attorney. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, hey, you know, I'm a salesman. Or, you know, we expect to find something as what what is the truth about ourselves. Uh, we We want that defined by the world. But you see, we're not the world. We didn't come from the world. And so our very ground of being is love, which is God. That's the yes. very ground of our being. And and we don't see it. We think the ground of our being is our body. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the success and who we truly are is who are we in the world. But it's not who we are in the world. It's who are we truly. There's a uh, wonderful gal out there. Can't remember her name, but she began what is known as the wise woman tradition. And, of course, she uh, teaches many women to come back to that wise woman tradition which has been a part of all of the cultures, not just the uh, native uh, native tribal cultures, but all of them. And oftentimes women come to her <clears throat> and they have cancer or they're suffering from some other disease. <clears throat> and, of course, they're seeking healing. And what she, the very first place she begins with them is teaching them that in spite of this illness, that they are loved and that they must begin to nurture their own humanhood, womanhood. And in the process of living and allowing this condition whatever that condition may be that they're suffering from they learn to bring nurturing through that to themselves and miracles happen because they wake up to the fact that they are loved they are loved for who they are They are loved as women in whom they have been created to be. And it's in that love and nurturing that they ultimately find not only physical healing, but their spiritual healing. Exactly. You know, it's it's amazing. Go ahead. It's amazing how we have to, we've been so conditioned. It's so challenging for folks to realize you know they have to reset that that perspective you know they're worthy just the way they are and that's not what they've been conditioned to think not in their schooling you know everything is so competitive in life in their jobs and you know and and so they get caught up we all do in that effort uh we do uh, to 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 be recognized to be accepted why don't you go ahead Linda Marie Okay, so um, <clears throat> this allowance, you know, is is something uh, 
we we begin to do uh, and cultivate in our lives is uh, as an acceptance of all things in our experience. And um, what we begin to do is we see that since we've made a commitment to awaken and and be on our spiritual journey and awaken to the consciousness of of Christ. Um, that when we have that intention, as we've talked about previously, the universe then is is already conspiring to bring the people and the events into our lives, moment to moment, really, that yeah, can yeah. best provide us with, with exactly what we need to learn or become aware of. So oftentimes a lot of these challenges that we think are, you know, uh, challenges are really opportunities <clears throat> and I know we've all heard this, but they're provided. We actually provide them to ourselves so that we can become more aware. And so, you know, messengers, so to speak, are sent. You know, you know I uh, think a lot. Uh, I think ahead. what happens is, is that we we forget that we've made a commitment exactly. to awakening. And mm-hmm. to incarnate, you know, and being Christ incarnate, mm-hmm. we've we've forgotten that, and then we have a bunch of guilt uh, that won't allow us to to uh, to really feel like okay, we are now incarnating Christ, right? We are Christ incarnate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and so when we when we <laughs> when the universe provides us with these lessons to help us to realize this more and more, what do we do? We start going, no, 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 this can't be right. No, 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 this can't be right. And so that leads us, that leads us down a, 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 a very twisty, turny path because what we're trying to do is, is go on the one hand, yes, I want to awake. Uh, but we haven't cleared out. We haven't forgiven ourselves. We haven't really looked at ourselves. Haven't followed that thread of desire to realize that there might be something within us that is saying no, 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 no. We need to stay asleep. <coughs> well, Excuse we don't. Me, we so don't un- want to be. Un- we don't want to inf- uh, to experience the uncomfortable because we've made a decision that life le- needs to look this way. Right. Right. Well, in order to conform. So. We're not willing, you know, expectation again, exactly, expectation that the world we think will satisfy the world rather than the the pure love that has really no expectation except to be that love in the world. Exactly. Right. And so part of the... Go ahead. So part part of the way that this happens for us is that, you know, you know, People come into our lives, people we fall in love with, people we have deep friendships with, and um, in every one of those relationships, and you know, here at OFJ, you know, we're, uh, you know, uh, that's what this is all about. First and foremost, mm-hmm. it's about relationship. Yes. And all of those quote unquote little messengers that come into our life that give us this opportunity are really coming into our life because. They're providing us with opportunities to learn, and and uh, and you know it could be that maybe you've been blocking yourself from feeling love for other people right. because you've been hurt, you know. And now yeah. someone finally comes and, and and opens that door, 
and 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 you cannot help feel the feeling of love, you know, because right. uh, you know so many of us have been hurt. All of us have, in one right. way or another. And the biggest stumbling block is that term, family members, who are oftentimes the biggest messengers that are within our life. I, you know, we can look back. There's plenty of examples even in uh, in uh, the life of Jesus upon this earth. Family were always getting in the way. Absolutely. Of what he was naturally expressing. I was just remembering the story of when he had been taken to uh, to Jerusalem for his bar mitzvah, so to speak, and. Uh, Anyway, he eventually uh, wandered off, and he he was within the temple, and of course the family pick, picks up, and they all traveled in caravans, in groups together, and they started leaving Jerusalem, and suddenly they realized, hey, no Yeshua, where is Yeshua? And so they returned, and there he is amongst the uh, the priests and the scholars, confounding them, and of course, I'm sure Joseph chided him and saying, son, what are you doing? And he says, father, I'm about my father's business here. So Exactly, exactly. And, you know, uh, I, I think about relationships of, of, of uh, you know, people that we fall in love with, you know, we mm-hmm. fall in love with them, and we fall in the idea of, oh, now we're complete, and then we have this person that's loving us, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we get to believe that that person is our, is our, you know, right. going to provide us with all that love all the time. And the minute we become human, and we realize that no one can, no one can be all things to all people in every moment, right. and we confuse right. that external part of that love with, with. Um, in, enduring love, love that is, right. and and that love is really allowing. God yeah. allows us free will. That is the perfect example. Even Christ. I mean, when people came up against him, or you know, or you know, ridiculed him, he simply walked away. He didn't argue, <laughs> proselytize. He didn't convince right. anybody. He didn't defend himself. He just simply allowed. Why? Because he knew that ultimately the love of God is in. Each and every person. One of us. Some, are, right. some of us are aware of it to greater or lesser degrees, and some aren't aware of it at all. But that doesn't deny the fact, you know, Christ knew that the truth Absolutely. was within them, and, and he allowed them to come into these relationships, these messengers that are going to... He knew ultimately they would eventually get it. Right. Because... Uh, you know, the messenger could be someone who comes as a grain of sand, you know, like the oyster. You know, it right. causes friction, you know, and, and it and it and it pushes us, it nudges us up, it wakes us up. And um so we what happens is then we begin to realize, wait a minute, you know, I've had some dysfunctional perceptions and habits and patterns and, and uh these these situations and relationships uh, get us to get a better grip on the truth of who we are. So every one of those relationships or situations are really a gift. Right, absolutely. And here's a question I have. 
Why is it, as we begin to awaken, and that awakening may be slight, obviously it's not deepening yet, but it's slight. The minute we begin to awaken, we feel we have to go out and preach to to the house stuff. Exactly. The message to our families and friends and expect them to jump right on board. Now, where's that coming from? The ego. The ego. The ego. Yeah. The ego, because we want everything to be nice and neat and comfortable around us. We all have to look the same, do the same thing, wear the same clothes, you know, and dress the same, and then we're all the same, and we feel safe, yeah. you know. And and yeah. uh, God never requires that, that of us. We don't have to convince nope. anyone of anything. We just have to be love. We have love. to be yeah. allowing, you know, allowing the love of who we are by virtue of how we live our life. Um, non-confrontationally, and eventually, yes. uh, one of the gals today in my book group, we did. We we're on the way of mastery, uh, the way of knowing, uh, the last section, and she said, "You know, it's amazing. Suddenly, you know, this one's calling and that one's calling when they need advice, and you know, not. I finally quit saying anything, and and it's bec- and I said, but it's by the way that you are. You're happy. You're at peace, and right. people want that. So." They turn to you because they see how you live your life. That's what God is asking us to do, and that is what Christ modeled. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. And the and Buddha, then, and a lot of other people. You know. Yes. When when we're trying to cultivate an acceptance of all things, and then we're sent a messenger. What's that messenger going to look like? <laughs> you know. Do we really ask yourself, are you in a position right now where you can accept all things just as they are? Because, you see, that that requires that you have trust and faith and ultimately knowing that everything is going to be okay no matter what it looks like right now. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference, you know. I'll tell you the truth. I've come to realize very recently that, you know, all these protests against war is kind of like Mother Teresa said, you know, don't call me to march against war, but I will come for peace and be peaceful. Right. And and you know we're we're angry at the you know at the way people are treated. We're angry at the way uh, people are marginalized. But that, I believe on some level these things are coming into our awareness uh, for us to just look at and it's an opportunity for us to get through that resistance can we right. see the love of god in that other person even though their behavior might be uncomfortable for us you know they're not completely aware of it but if we yeah. begin to resist it then we're doing the very same thing they're we're accusing them of doing exactly absolutely exactly which we and do you know, all the time <laughs> which we do all the time because we're human and we get we get kidnapped by those emotions you know, it's right, the so, emotions that, that, that blind us to uh, this ability to allow. I mean, it's it's that emotional charge that we get that the ego is, you know, is is the regulator of those emotions, and it blinds us to the inner world of our, of our knowing. And so, right. you know, even though there's inequity in the world and, and we see things are going on, if we can hold the consciousness, it's my belief that if we can hold the consciousness of love and being that love and know for sure, 
the way Christ did. Yes. Absolutely sure that each and every person is going to get it, whether we see it or not, whether we're privy to it or not, doesn't change the fact that they already are the consciousness of the Christ. Yes. The infinite God is already within them. Divine love is who they are, and they yes. will eventually know that. And it's not up right. to us to rescue anyone. We have yeah. to model the behavior. Yes. And that's, that well, is going to be tough. That's tough for us. So you, you can see that the messenger could actually be the emotion, right? Sure. Could be. Yes. You know, sure. That, that, and and if they wanted us to finally choose peace, uh, what would they do? You know, what would be a good way of getting a person to finally ask for peace? Drive them crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speed everything up so fast that you, you couldn't possibly keep up. Right. And 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 isn't that what, isn't that what we do to ourselves all the time? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, and then you know, finally we come to a point where we go, "Wow, this really isn't working. Right. I can't keep up. I hope right. my own self can do nothing." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? So it, it's saying that that the messenger could come in the form of someone uh, who you'd fall in love with, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and it, 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 there is something there for you to learn. It could be that you've been blocking yourself from the feeling of love for other people, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just exactly what you were saying. So we become what? Our own blocks, as well as our own answers. Right. Right. You know, and and generally speaking, that that messenger that does come, if it's a really good messenger, you know, it is going to be just exactly what you said. It is going to be that little uh, that little grain of sand in the oyster. Mm-hmm. Right. And amazingly, that always. Even the negative ones are good messengers. Absolutely. I mean, the pearl, well, without, the resist- yeah. without the resistance of the sand, the pearl would not evolve. Absolutely. And without being brought to the totality of, of a chaotic life, you know, you may never choose peace. You may never see the need for choosing peace. For choosing to be happy, for choosing to be joy, and what if that happened on a global scale? Mm-hmm. It, it it it'd start looking like the end of the world, wouldn't it? Well, and you know what? It really is a choice. You know, I love that word choosing because we do choose, whether we realize it or not. When we are reactive, we are in our ego, and we're let, letting the egoic emotion. Uh, distract us from the truth of who we really are, which is love and form. Right. I love this the next little part. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. For instance, for instance, if you think, well, I never get angry anymore. After all, I'm a very spiritual person. <laughs> I just got out of seminary, and I know it all now. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I'll just live in heavenly bliss, and then events begin to happen. 
perhaps as an example, a gay couple moves into your neighborhood and you discover that you have some very deeply seated perceptions that there is something wrong with that sexual orientation. They are messengers sent to you by the universe to push you to look more deeply. But what that. do we do? <laughs> yes. You see, that's that, and that's what everything. Excuse me. That's what everything is calling us to do. Go within. Look deeper. What What's really there? What's really there? Exactly. And then instead of lashing out, which is what we do, and you know, I mean, we all do it. Even the ones who have been, you know, you know, sometimes brutalized for being gay. The gay right. people turn around and they turn around and they actually really do the same thing by being so angry right. at those religions that treat them that way. Not that they're right. not right to recognize that those people are, you know, not in fully into the divine consciousness of love. No one can deny that. But to attack them, to go out against them, is doing the very same thing that was done to you. Exactly. And it doesn't work. Look at our history with war. War doesn't solve anything. The drug problem, the war against nope. drugs started 20, 30 years ago, and it's absolutely taking over the country. I mean, right. there are more drugs now than ever before because war doesn't work. Right. Anger doesn't work. War perpetuates war. Exactly. Not peace. And we should know that because we know that that like can only produce like. Well, unless there's genetic manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even love can speaking. change that. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Love can change that for sure. So we have so to love allowance. we have to love 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 those who come out against us. I mean, you know, there is no other way. It's that consciousness that will ignite something in the other person. Absolutely. You know, and and they may not get it for a long time. You know. Well, Christ, uh, we, Christ didn't witness everyone getting it. No, no. He had to walk well, out into still. some towns, but he no. knew it was going to happen. He knew they'd get it. He knew they could not help but get it. Yes, eventually. Eventually, yes. whether it was uh, in this lifetime and, or whatever, you know. Right, right, and and so did did Christ do this? You know, like like the apostles and everybody, you know, they thought, well, you know, the end of the world is going to be right now, and <laughs> and and uh, he's going to come back uh, before uh, the end of our lives, uh -huh. and and we've we, we've preached that in churches ever since then, right? Uh -huh. But you know. What if, in truth, he only left for a very short period of time? Absolutely. What if, in truth, the the only time he was really gone w was the days between Ascension and Pentecost? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You see, and the, but that's that's not the way we want to read the Bible, right? Well, no, we want to take it literally. And then, you know. And 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 so if that was the case, then Christ <clears throat> returned, you, you know, on Pentecost Day in us. Mm-hmm. 
And notice, you know, uh, so then what does that do to our mindset? And and now 2,000 years later, what is it that we're trying to say? Exactly that, right? It's taken us 2,000 years to become comfortable enough and to become enlightened enough, if you will, to be able to say what he told us 2,000 years ago uh, was actually true. Right. Okay. We can do. We are just like him. He is right. just like us. Right. And now we have to spend a period of time growing into that sameness. Yes. Well, he tried to tell us that, but we didn't. We don't want to believe it. Yeah, you know, you know. shall do this and greater than this. None of us believe right. it. <laughs> and the Excuse kingdom me, of yeah. God is at hand. It's within you, and it's all around you if you will simply embody it. Exactly. That's right. You. What's that saying? You are the kingdom of God. Exactly. Yeah. Be it. Be it. So, allowance then is, is the cultivation of a quality of awareness in which you rest in the recognition that your life is no longer your own to dictate and control. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but and, and and that's not what it's really saying is that it's not your life. Right. You know, it's not the you you thought you were's life. Life right. is totally not what you think it is. But rather that you have given it over to the source of your own beingness. That's a tough, tough sentence to realize. Mm-hmm. Okay, who am I? I am the source of my own beingness. And everybody's going to go, oh, you're saying you're self-created, you're saying you're self-created. But that's all comments coming from an egoic point of view. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And and that's really what the ego wants us to think, Right. is that the, the ego is our source. The ego is our creator. And, and, and the way we, and this is where language gets into being a real problem. Absolutely. Because then we'll say, you know, who are you talking about as being yourself if you mm-hmm. have not realized that the ego is not yourself and that who you are is something that that contains an ego mhm but is not but is not an ego right you see then and and the problem with demonstrating that right now in this world is that we go back and forth mhm we're that double-minded person. Mm-hmm. We go we go back and forth, back and forth, from ego to spirit, from spirit to ego, from ego to spirit. It's just like, you know, the big toe thing. Yes, I'm the big right. toe when somebody steps on it. Yeah. When somebody steps on our ego, the first thing we do still to this day is jump back in our ego and defend. Mm-hmm. When what we should be doing is stopping and going, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. No, I'm not my big toe. Why am I doing yeah. this? Yeah. It's interesting. If we put our eyes upon the Beloved, do we not fall in love with the Beloved? And are, do we not then become selfless 
And in the process of only thinking of the beloved, we then become the beloved in expression within our own lives into the life, lives of those people around us. Well, you know, that's that, that's a very good point. And that's initially, I believe, what the church was trying to say. Absolutely. But then the church got caught up in its very own power struggle. Right. And and while it, it led us to the, the first part, oh, let's love something other than ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. But then in, 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 in seeing this, the beloved, the value of seeing the beloved in, in terms of Yeshua. Right. Is is seeing it outside of us, right? And not realizing we are that very the same beloved. beloved. Yes, you see, and and that that's that's what that's what we're starting to do now. We're right. starting to be able to say we are that beloved. We are that right. one. That's right. But there are a lot of structures, including the church, right. that goes no, 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 no. It's only the other. Because it's right. true, to an extent, you have to go through this stage where you find something greater than yourself right. in order to learn selflessness. Right. In order to get out of the ego. It's been so entrenched that we have to find something bigger than ourselves. But we can't stop there, and that's what we've done. We've mm-hmm. stopped there. Mm-hmm. Right. And we haven't realized that's the that's the ultimate lifting of the veil, realizing that that which is the beloved is also ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the truth. I think that's what allowance helps us do. And that's exactly why we have to begin to um, to work with allowance. Mm-hmm. So as we're so it is a quality in the awareness that you rest in. You rest in it because your life is no longer your own to dictate and control, but that rather you have given it over to the source of your own beingness to that depth of wisdom in the depth of the ocean that knows best how to bring about what is really required. Right. To push up the dross from within your consciousness so that you can release it. Exactly. Yes. And we don't and we have a hard time with releasing that, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this is saying. You find right. something outside of yourself, your higher power. As they say in in twelve step programs. Yeah. But once again, even in those programs, they don't allow you to realize you are that higher power. That's mm-hmm. right. That that higher yeah. power is truly who you are. You see, right. you have to, an allowance cultivates this trust. Yeah. Absolutely. What does it say beyond that, Linda Marie? Well, it, it, it's the only way in which intention and desire can come to work fully, you know, in this, in, this, in this, you know, uh, third dimension, this three-dimensional reality that we think we're in, in this field of time, which isn't even really real. So, 
allowance is it, it's it's kind of a submission to the love of God, but not a naive one. In other words, it's just it's more about changing our perception. When we have allowance, we have an opportunity to change our perception of what we see as the world around us. And I think that's what Christ really, really modeled. You know, we saw Christ standing before Pilate. Yeah. But Christ didn't see that. Right. No, Christ saw <laughs> are you for himself. Right. Right. Are you are you even saying that love isn't blind? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, um I it's know for tough. me this is true that, you know, I I finally have begun to realize that I don't really live in in a in a quote unquote the real world at all, even though I'm you know in the world. But <clears throat> but I live in a field of 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 really energy, That's right? And vibration and and uh, and it's operated by the law of resonance or, or the law of attraction, if you will. You know that idea of entrainment. You know, when we're resonating in a place of allowance, we will attract the consciousness of divine love and uh and and we get to realize um that there's no sin or error or offense anyway mhm you know i mean allows you know, allows us to see objectively does it not sure mhm see that's the whole that's the whole situation we right. we can look at things Objectively. And what's another word for objectively? We can begin to see things without conditions. Right. Right. Without judgment, just allowing it. Yeah. And that that is divine love, is it not? Absolutely. Right. And that but divine I'm... love is forever giving, which means exactly. forgiveness. Exactly. It's forever giving. I love that, Father Michael. You want to finish the rest of this? We're getting close to our hour here. Sure. For it will be replaced by new vibrational patterns which come in the form of messengers, events, places, persons, and things that can carry you on the upward spiral awakening. Allowance means the beginning stages of the cultivation of humility and the recognition that you must finally submit to something beyond the intellect and the control of the egoic part of the mind because the maker and doer that has been trying to do it all is finally recognized as being inadequate. Well, in other words, Boy, that it's powerful, but, you know, um, I just think, in a, to put it in simpler terms, it's, you know, when we realize there's no need to fight or resist or, um, you know, that when we surrender to the truth of who we really are, you know, it, 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 it finally becomes revealed. Right. It just simply, we just simply gain we go into this place of wisdom and we simply gain the right perspective about things. Right. 
and it brings us, I know it's bringing me a great deal of peace every time I'm able to do that. And, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, once you begin to do this, it doesn't automatically mean that you made it or that you've arrived. I mean, this is a this is a journey, and, right. and this is something we need to, you know, life is going to present us with all of these opportunities every day as long as we're in the body. That's what we're here to do. Can right. we continue to recognize that? Can right. we continue to allow experiences and be the love that we are, yeah. be the consciousness and out of that flows the wisdom, the notebooks, right. the illumination of a loving knowledge that we all possess within ourselves. It, 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 is, it reminds me of the yin and yang sign, right? Mm-hmm. The yin and yang sign is really, uh, we, we don't see it in a static symbol, but really right. what that is, it is 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 flowing right the 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 black flowing into the white and the white flowing into the black constantly moving on when we come to you know we think we're on a journey and and we think that the end of the journey is 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 a linear point somewhere mm-hmm. on some scale that that we 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 call the journey right the path the journey but really, it's an infinity sign. Yes. Right. Because the end of one journey makes us realize that there's a whole other journey to attend, mm-hmm. you know, to go to. So, you know, and it's not another journey, it's a continuation of the journey, but we've just reached a, uh, a, a spiritual, if you will, um, rite of passage. Right. Exactly. Okay. And and so we're, we're just, and what's a rite of passage? You know, it, it's a going through a gate. It's a going through a situation. It's a going through a thing. But it's never the end. No. The God is infinite. The right. journey is infinite. <laughs> it's eternal living. That's right. It's eternal life. And life is constantly a journey. So, you know, to say, oh, I've come to the end of my journey. No. <laughs> You've come to a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Some may call it an initiation, but, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You're being initiated into a new aspect of the journey. Mm-hmm. That, exactly. That heretofore you haven't seen. That's all it means. That's all right. it means. And, and so, but in order to get us to that point, uh, in order to get us to the point globally, if we're having, if we're going through a global shift, which I believe we are, mm-hmm. then then what's going to happen? There is going to be great upheaval and great turmoil because while some of the people have to be brought to the point. Where they do just say, "Huh, I, it's inadequate." The, right. the tools that I've used so far right. in life have suddenly become outmoded, outdated, inadequate, not able to perform the function uh, to the, uh, ab- and they have to go to something else. Right, and, and that's what we're doing on a global. Now, those people that 
that can see that can say, oh, yeah, you know, we're going through a lot of stuff, but it's cool. Right. I'm going to rest in the knowledge that everything is going to be just fine. And and as long as I feel everything is going to be just fine and I remain peaceful in spite of all the appearances, that's going to be my end result. And look at all the results of that in our current time. I mean, people are uniting regardless of religious belief, asking Mm -hmm. for human rights, asking for equity. I mean, even in our own country, we have many cities that are had enough of the the bullying of these, you know, the money changers, (laughs) so to speak, and they're they're demonstrating that they, you know, they it's not fair, and they're not going to be quiet about it anymore and right. people are now beginning to say wait a minute you know this is our country and now we have to we have to we have a voice and right. um you know and they're doing it most for the most part in a loving way and that is what will prevail you know that, there's evidence of it and it wouldn't have happened without the resistance if we're comfortable right. and in our ego and you know loving all the stuff we attract on the material plane we don't Pay attention to the deeper, the deeper truths. Right. I think if we're going to be wa- uh, marching upon the capitals and upon Wall Streets and and the embassies, we need to put away the signs, and we need to come with roses and box of chocolates. I agree. Yeah. The olive because branch. Because I, I think I think the wit. The old way of doing things, they are now turning that on us. And we have to come back with allowance. I I so agree. Blessing you in your ignorance, not resisting. Sending I remember I remember a story that came out of... The Bolshevik Revolution, the time of the Bolshevik Revolution. And uh, Christians were lined up, and they, one of their punishments that they had to endure was they had to uh, be completely stripped naked. And they had to leave their clothes on the shore of a lake. And they were marched out into the middle of the lake, frozen over, forced there to stand there naked in the element without food and water for days on end. And eventually it got to the point where the soldiers could no longer tolerate what they were doing and they begin to undress, take off their boots, throw down their guns, and join these people on the lake. Yeah, because it got to their consciousness finally. That's right. Yes, absolutely. And when it finally... bloomed. Exactly. And I know that sounds difficult for some people to accept, but it is the only thing that will work. Yes. That's the only thing that will be bringing us lasting peace and joy. You know, we have to bless those and love those. I mean, you know, Christ said it's easy to love the people who love you. I'm not oh, asking yeah. you to do that. I want you to right. love the people that that come up against you. There's the yeah. real test. 
Does that include mother in law? Absolutely. Include your mother in law, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Bishop Lee, would you would you give us a closing a bit of prayer on allowance as we yes. close the show this evening? Divine source. Create within us a mindset in which we realize that everything is already perfect, that everything is already peaceful, that all that is is all that is, and that we can create within ourselves a perception of allowance so that we realize, we finally realize that we live and move and have our being in our divine source and that everything is perfect and that perfection will be manifested when we see it as perfection. We ask this in the name of love. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, Bishop Lee. Thank you, Father Michael. Uh, thank you, everyone listening. Uh, we send you peace. Until next Tuesday, we hope to hear uh, that you will join us again. We wish you peace and blessings. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure, which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ community, 